Welcome once again, episode eight of Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. Yo, I would be Troy Hunter, aka at Tall Black Guy on all the Twitters, the Tumblers, and all the social medias and all that. I'm your boy Doc Midnight, aka Dread October, aka Thelonious Rasputin, aka the Black Phantasmo, aka the Vocal Rembrandt. How at your boy? Troy didn't see that shit. Coming. I ain't see that shit coming at all. <laughs> Okay, I ain't saying shit at all. I got you next time, though. I got you next time, though. It's, it's over. It's over. So welcome to episode eight um, of the podcast. Um, we got a lot. Uh, it's been a minute. Um, we're going to set this, just just the fact that after right after we did the last one, um, that was Baltimore, right after we, right after that. And people say, well, y'all going to talk about Baltimore? Yeah, we'll talk about Baltimore. Of course. <laughs> we'll be talking about Baltimore for months. <laughs> How are we not? interim, so much shit has happened that we can't even settle on that anymore. Now it's something. Now it's uh, every week there was something else. Every week. So now it's almost like we're just kind of, this is a routine now. Like, I know I'm referring to this as the new dance. Like, you're the new deal, this is the new dance. It's Baltimore, Cleveland, Dive Roll, Charleston. <laughs> you gotta do the Baltimore, Cleveland, the Dive Roll, Charleston. Pants! Pants. <laughs> That's it. Do Jazz hands. <laughs> There's just been so much that we just can't, I mean, we, we, we can't, I mean, in a monthly thing like we do, we can't keep up. So, but we're gonna try, because that's what we're right. here for. That's what you want. That's what you want. But before we, uh, do we want to do the, do we want to do that or we want to do things we like first? All right, let's go to, let's go to things we like. Let's, let's, do, let's, let's cover things we like. Because we, okay. we all still like shit. <laughs> we are three, we're not three-fifths of a man. We are not. Between the two of us, that's like six-tenths right Six-tenths. If we were three-fifths, that's six-tenths. And there's at least six things we can like out of that. If we don't like being six-tenths of a person right. and shit. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I did not do well in algebra. So no, no, six tenths is really even. It's actually three fifths. It's it, six tenths is still three fifths. Yeah, we got to reduce that shit or something. Yeah, is this some canceling out? Yeah, because see, if you do three fifths for three fifths, that's six fifths. We equal one whole and one fifth. That's exactly why it never worked for me. Because the only thing that actually gets duplicated is the number on the top. You leave the number on the bottom the same. That don't make no damn sense. I'll stick with so, my linear math. Thank okay, you very much. Okay, America, <laughs> America, America. Um, all right, so things we like. Um, right now I am reading The Black Count, um, which is a book about um, Alexander Dumas and the history of his father, where he took, which he took, whose history he took to write The Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo. Um, it's amazing the kind of shit his dad did. His dad was a mulatto um, back in France and Basically, this, and this kind of leads into the, the going to be the political part of the show. His dad grew up in an age where black, being black wasn't connected to being inferior. And that blew my entire head. Like, so oh, it's European. Shit. It's European. Yeah. And they grew up in a time where mulattoes people of mixed ancestry and everything where the virulent racists were coming out and going hey black is bad 
Meanwhile, you got mixed people um, marrying and serving in the army and highly decorated and like pillars of society and you know teachers. You know they were. It was it was like a grand age before racism. Sure. It, it was this weird kind of thing reading. About what, what year did this take place? Um, approximately. That was seventeen hundreds. Right. So it's happening at a time in which elsewhere in Europe, in you, yeah. people are killing each other over what side of a well your family may have been born on. Yeah. But, but not, not just because you were black. Exactly. It's the not Crusades were over at this point. Right. And kind of, sort of, the black people did pretty well in that. Right, but okay, Moors. The right. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so what up to the Moors? So I mean, it just being black was not the main issue. It was right the main issue. So you have to you have to go through these mental leaps to get there. Yeah, you had to go through. Well, blacks are slaves, but white people used to be slaves or are still slaves at this point. Right. Yeah. So how do you distinguish, you know, a slave, someone who isn't able to do, you know, society stuff and supposed to dress up and you know, it's just supposed to work. How do you differentiate those people from the people who are hoity-toity with the fine linens and silks? How do you do that? How do you separate that out? You can't until you make a distinction because a slave can just throw on some, some hot stuff and be like, and just walk in somewhere like, hey, you know, I'm the count to something. And they're like, oh. A slave could do that in Europe considering in Europe. that a slave didn't necessarily have to be like broken down and poor and have everything stolen from Exactly. Like if you're the American style slave in the old south, you couldn't do that because so much else was wrong with you in, in your, your generations of slavery that you were never going to pass. Like, and this you is one, pass. One, exactly. reason, one more reason why that was extra insidious is that you weren't just a slave for now. You were enslaved for generations Forever. to come. Right. So, and, yeah. And the, his, her, his whole thing is that if you were, I mean, they wrote laws. France made up the, the Code de Noir, the Black Code, which was actually based off of the American South bullshit, yeah. of Alpha Jim, Alpha Jim Crow, Jim Crow, and said, this, you know, you can't hold office, you can't, like, all this stuff that they picked up from the Americans. Mm -hmm. Because the Americans perfected how this racism shit was they going to Kind of, sort of, yeah. So, I mean, this is, I mean, it's a great book. I'm, like, quarter way through. His dad is doing like all this stuff, and the dad is revered in, in France. Because mm -hmm. the French, the one thing I did appreciate when I went to France, France likes an underdog. Yep. And France is all about, and France likes pissing off English, the English people, which is kind of hilarious. Shout out to Luke, what's up, man? Um, what up, son? <laughs> that is, in fact, yeah, man, hold on. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But, that man Luke, our Legion of Fan in the UK, Legion UK Luke, aka Starchild Luke, aka Birmingham Bixby. My man over there, my man over there, he's working on an album. Did you see that? Yo, I saw that. I saw it. But see, but see, that's what people who are listening to this. You may listen to other podcasts, but do your other podcasts have beat tapes? Right. Like, hmm. I don't think you I do. I wonder. We're about to give you beats. <laughs> We're about to give you music in your ears. Yo. I'm a metalhead and I'm excited about beats. Beats. So we're looking forward to that, yo. Just a little shout out to you. Shout out to our man's in the our man's in the UK and everything. Um but also the French didn't they wanted to piss off the English, but they had this big thing about slavery. About France is for freedom. France is we're free, free. But how can you be a land of freedom when you have this whole people over here who are slaves? So France then, in their whole kind of tradition, started having their little talks and, and little revolution, little like, hey, you know, 
court cases and they all these things came out which just reading these things is like in the course of 20 years you went from you're slaves to maybe you're not slaves to ah, that's cool you can have some land and you can do whatever you want to do to you know what we're sorry we did this whole thing y'all cool like it's just in the course of this time but that's like the france national way france has done this since the beginning since their inception like they've been on this this kind of thing where we're going to do this thing and somebody says this isn't right because and people are like huh maybe it isn't right and they think about this shit that's, that's the thing about it. that's the shit and, and that's just great so we're talking about the, the uh, how france would help the american revolution all this other shit like that but it was just right now the book is on point and i'm really enjoying it um yeah so that's one that's the book um and i'm gonna bundle these next two there are two mobile games right now. There's Marvel Final Future Fight um, and uh, Fallout Shelter, which is like a, a... I've heard about Fallout Shelter. Fallout, right. <coughs> so some friends of ours... Uh, are, Got me hooked on this been, bullshit. You know, in fact, you were just talking about one, I think. Yes, you, you know. because they hooked me on the shit. Like, okay, you should right. totally download <laughs> this game. Okay, I think I will download this game. See what Shout it's about. Shout out to Ares 404 and Solar Power Sport. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. I got hooked on the shit, and it's fun, It's but it's a game you don't have to stay in. You just pop in real quick, do some stuff, you can pop back out. Marvel Future Fight But it is, doesn't exist for the Android yet. It, not yet. They're working on the joint. Which means I can't play it on my Kindle Fire. Can't play it on yet. Yet. But there's Marvel Future Fight where, basically, you there's a, there's a story, but you're unlocking heroes as you go, and heroes have... And so you're moving your person around fighting things fighting other heroes and whatnot and you level you know it's like kind of a leveling system um you can get skills where you're hitting people so right now it's something like 30 maybe 30 heroes and there's like they just released guardians of the galaxy um a little guardians of the galaxy pack so you can collect them and like everybody has skills everybody has powers the skills have cooldowns, so you're not just hitting the button repeatedly and there's this whole big story about alternate universes and Modoc and Red Skull and all these people are opening other dimensions and bringing evil versions of shit back. Okay. Um, it's entertaining as shit. And that is is iOS only or I don't know if it's iOS only. I know it. I know it is on iOS. Um, I but don't it's know. Future Fight. Future Marvel Future Fight. It's officially licensed and everything. You get the whole roster and everything i've been playing that shit and i've been doing that for like a month or two and that's just i'd actually get really excited if there was another decent superhero game dc or marvel for the xbox you just they just released one if they just released one i actually yeah. would buy it because right now in video games the last decent one there? Oh, ultimate alliance ultimate alliance was a shit right like it was that long ago you know what i mean it was that long ago was, oh, as, as much as the mcu is not a very popular and hot thing and big that i'm just about over in <laughs> fact i of course you said i you know, of course it, yeah i'm giving a double bird <laughs> these days double bird son but i would actually be all over a video game because i feel like at least in that case i don't get some director's sort of like, not his vision. I mean, someone had to direct those other games, and they were good, right? Yeah. But it's that it's not an ego trip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the system must work. There's an engine, right? And a story that has to be told, right? right. And all you got to do is play through the story. Like that's good enough for me. Okay. You know, I would accept that. 
You know, like there's only been one game that I've even heard about coming out lately that I feel like I'm excited about that game when it, I think it's coming out in like September. It's that new Transformers game. Oh, like Devastation City or whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah. with the, the cell shaded joint. Yeah, yeah. Like that, <laughs> I'm all, I, I might have to call in sick and get somebody to cover me here at the shop so I can spend a Friday. Like <laughs> right. just kind of like, you know, cozied up to this Xbox. And hello, Xbox, how are you? Yeah, we ain't seen you in a minute. Nice <laughs> for you to be here. You know what I'm saying? Nice for you to be here. I do understand, uh, Xbox, that you can do more than Netflix. <laughs> Shall we try that? Shall we? Oh, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. It's been a while since I've right. done that. I mean, me and the Xbox might have to have that conversation. <laughs> but I like the new cool superhero comic book based video game for me to get into. And I, I think that at this point, like while yeah. while Warner Brothers has these, all these licenses out there, and so does Marvel, they're just they're not doing that. Okay, right now. Yeah, because Elseworlds Alliance was great. Where you just you have a big roster, <coughs> they do different things. You're mashing buttons, you're yeah. taking out tons of things. Like it was, it was great. That series was great, and I have no idea what the IP is with that. No clue. But that was good. Yeah, that was it was good. awesome. That was a good damn game. All right, so that's my two. All right, shit that I'm into. Um, I've seen both I've seen a couple movies recently and everybody else is out there probably by now seen Mad Max and or T Tomorrowland and it, I liked both of these films a lot and the, the world has liked these movies yeah. so it's not like I'm telling people something that they, they didn't know the difference I think though is if you're watching movies out there and you feel like you have just been given like sandbag after sandbag after sandbag to hold since like last Christmas Right? It's true. How long was Furious 7 like the talk of the town? Like, this is why I think it is Mad Max is such hot shit. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. But I man, know. there was so little that was of interest, right? And through like, you know, other movies, you know, like the other big shit was like the Avengers movie, out, Age of Ultron. Okay. And everybody in the mama went and saw Age of Ultron, right. but there was so much to discuss and nobody knew what the fuck was going on, right? Then people made parody videos and pissed me off, right? <laughs> yes. Mad Max was simply the opening credits roll. Shit starts to happen. See, they're driving and shooting and driving and shooting. Yo, things are blowing up. We made it to the theater because we went somewhere and was sold out. We went across town to Roosevelt to get. We were ten minutes late, and at, and after the shit was over, like we saw everything, like just before like the the, the first chase. That's okay. when they first hit the road. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, what the fuck. What? Like, I'm looking on the internet like, what the fuck happened? I met, we missed five, ten minutes. Didn't and matter. It didn't matter, but as far as the narrative, like, we like, I don't know why he's that. He's strapped here. I don't know what the, I just, okay, fine, let's roll. Let's roll. There's dust, and there's shooting, and there's big, and it was Borderlands all up in the shit. It was yep. psycho dudes throwing shit, and like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that was, we missed ten minutes, and I appreciate the director jumped right in the shit. But, like I said, if you missed for the first five minutes, you were kind of like... Oh. only complaint is that if you're telling me that we're... we're if you're going to sell me on, we're going to go with a new a new paradigm here where it's not like, you know, bare-chested-ass dude with his hairy chest all out there, balls out, just being like the new Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, if, we, if we're done with Arnold and Rambo, okay. if we're done with, like, yippee-ki-yay motherfucker being the, 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 theme the theme of all of our yeah. action movies here, okay. right? You're telling me that now... We are, someone has remembered that Sigourney Weaver made one of the dopest fucking action joints of our lifetime <laughs> with Aliens. And that was in the late 80s. Right? Right. If you're telling me you remember that that happened, 
they throughout this fucking film, that character needs to be the one that comes up with the ingenious shit that saves everybody's ass. Because okay. if this were a movie starring Bruce Willis, if this were a movie starring Channing Tatum, right? <laughs> Heaven fucking forbid, he would have been the one to do that shit. Yeah. Now, Sigourney Weaver and Aliens, man, she took suggestions from other cats. It was a team. She knew that if they were going to survive, she couldn't just be yippee ki motherfuckers, right. right? She couldn't do it. Right, because right? aliens, aliens eat all, nah, right, nah, nah, right. nah, But there was never a point in Aliens where Michael Ben was like, here's what I think we ought to do. And then she looked around like, oh, oh man, because I, I had no idea what we could do. Thank, thank you. Okay, we're going to do that idea because that does seem like a good idea. That made me mad. Okay. Like, hold on. I've been sitting there for two fucking hours. And whoever that chick is right there, she's got the plan. You know what I'm saying? My man, like Fat Joe, whatever the fuck his name was, right? Fat Joe didn't know that he had employed this, like, fucking tactician. I mean, that was a job, effectively, right? Right, right, but right. He underestimated her shit. Yeah. Bitch, I'm stealing your truck. I'm stealing your, your, your wives. Right. I got milk, water, and gas up in this bitch. Right. Right, and I'm making a run for it, and you ain't gonna catch me. We can outshoot you, we can outrun you, we can outthink you. Oh, I was wrong. I guess we're just gonna drive around and die. <laughs> or we're gonna drive across this desert here. You know what I mean? What? No! Spoiler alert. I don't, you know what? Y'all heard, y'all have seen this shit. They didn't see that movie. Y'all have seen it. Spoiler like, alert. Shit. I mean, I, I wish I could say by the time this podcast was up, you will have seen it. But Troy gets these shits up so fucking fast. <laughs> if we're spoiling it, we're spoiling it. That's over, yeah, well. But go see that shit. Yeah, go see that shit. Yeah, definitely go see that Shame on you if you ain't fucking seen it. Like, the other Sh- thing is... Shame I, on you. <laughs> I, I really like Tomorrowland. Okay. Which I saw. I've not, I've, I've, but, I've but not like, seen it. So, you know... I didn't realize that Disney was into making movies about all the rides or whatever the fuck at Disneyland. <laughs> I didn't know. But apparently when they do, they make good ones. Pirates of the Caribbean was a good franchise. Yeah. I don't see how this could actually have been a franchise. It's sustainable. But for one movie, I enjoyed myself. Okay. But like that last movie, <laughs> damn it. If this chick is supposed to be the linchpin that pulls it all together, let her come up with a dope ass idea. Right? We don't need George Clooney's 50 year old ass to come up with that idea at the last minute. George Clooney told us the old girl was going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Let old girl do it. And if you need to, write it in the fucking script so there actually is an idea. Don't be like, oh man, a little girl had an idea and she says, let's hit it with a rock. Nah, that, what the f- <laughs> we could have hit this shit with a rock ages ago. Ages ago. We've been like three minute movie. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? <laughs> Faith No More has a new album out, Saul Invictus, right? This is the first Faith No More joint in a long ass time. They broke up like late 90s or something like that. And Faith No More was like the band of bands to a whole lot of cats who grew up kind of like where their 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 seminal rebellious years were the 90s. Mad creative band. Every fucking album was like basically a, a leap from the last album. Like just an amazing band. And and so they have released it. They've gotten back together again. And this is one of these things like when Wu-Tang, you heard Wu-Tang was getting back together. That's how Faith No More feel, fans feel about when they hear Faith No More is getting back together. Or like how I felt when I heard that Metallica was going to do a show and Dave Mustaine would be there. Like, big fucking deal, right? Big deal, okay. I like the album. However, it really does sound like the last album they made right before they broke up. It is song after song of creative, very creative, we're glad we're back in the studio, man, this stuff's going to sound great live, but we could have just rearranged all the chords from the last album to get this album music. 
Faith No More fans are not going to be pissed off because you can't say nothing bad about Faith No More. You know, that man, you can't, you can't say it. How, how, how could you have said that about they're going to cry and kick a puppy now? Like, that, oh. fact. Oh. Good album, but that is kind of how I felt about it. Okay. You know, I'm digging it, though. I am digging it because there are some joys that are like, I'm glad you guys made this music. Okay. But I'm not entirely convinced they didn't make this music 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm not sure they went back to write it. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. If I'd have got this album 10 years ago, I'd have also been all right with it. I'm just not sure okay. that they gave me new shit. They said they did, so they I'm going to take the, the take stamp a- will be 2015 or whatever. I get that. <laughs> right? But They sure as hell knew where their demo tapes were from 1998. Or 2003 or whatever the fuck they broke up. Ring of Honor, the pro wrestling company, Ring of Honor, is now on Destination America. It's a big deal. Okay. I'm looking at you mad blank right now. You are. Here's the deal. It has been since like 1998 since there were like eight different pro wrestling programs on regular national television. It's been that long. Like, this is like another golden age to wrestling fans here, right? Yeah. Ring of Honor is probably... It is a smaller company than TNA or the WWE. It is a large independent company as far as like sort of their reach and fan base, right? When you're at this level, it's sort of like being, you know, the the young upstart Fox coming up when everything is CBS, NBC, and ABC. Okay. It's this is it's kind of like that. Okay. Them getting on Destination America is a big deal because now here's a company with a bunch of wrestlers on it that like Fans of, like of the WWE, for example, who never watch independent wrestling, have no clue who these guys are for the most part, right? Okay. But it's a company of the size and talent to where what's been happening is whenever you discover there's a guy in the WWE like, that you didn't know about and all of a sudden he's on your TV and then he's on a pay-per-view and now he's a household name in six months, he worked in Ring of Honor a year ago. Okay. Right? So this company has been the feeding ground for the two other big companies on your television for the past 10 years, Right? And now Destination America's come along giving them an actual TV deal. Now, they had a TV deal before this point. They're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, which is a national broadcasting uh, institution that is not in every major market. So, for example, you can get Sinclair in, like, Indianapolis and some parts of northwest Indiana and Milwaukee. But they wouldn't be in Chicago. Okay. So, them being on Destination America means, boom, they're on every Wednesday night now. And what they basically do is they put out a TV show... Um, which they show on their website or, or wherever Sinclair broadcasts one week. And the following week, that show is on Destination America. Okay. And what I've seen is the production values when Destination America gets it, here's why it's a big deal. It looks pro as shit. It looks like this kind of thing could have been a major product. That a, a little bit of extra money makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, it does. So I'm really happy for these cats as a big pro wrestling fan, like especially of the of the independent wrestling and minor league wrestling, I'm a big fan of what they pull off what they do, and okay. how they do their product to be able to see it with such polish, right? And to have this many, a venue, a forum where more people can appreciate it. I'm excited about that. The last ship is back on TNT. Two hour premiere was last night. That's your shit. I, know. I love this fucking show. Oh my God, I love this. Show. I don't know why exactly. Like, I was talking to Eris 404 about this, right? And she was like, yeah, I can't. I can't get into it. I'm afraid it's a little too America for me, right? But it is, it is not that kind of show. But it does look like the Army 
the United States military got over with Top Gun. Right, a whole lot right. of cats signed up. Was like, this is so or something. cool, right, right? Because it was so cool. There is that element where you can see where, man, Navy midshipmen are dope, <laughs> right? Like, there's that thing that kind of happens there. But I, what I see on this show, it, it's it's not about how cool the military is. Okay. It's really about how jacked up the world would be if we had three months of plague that could decimate seventy percent of the population, right? Like, they're not doing that thing where this is a crew of 40 dudes and these 40 men and women will triumph over all things. It was a crew of 200 some odd people that keeps dwindling every episode because they're not bulletproof, <laughs> right? They're not, well, now they're, they, they've, they've found a cure to the disease and they've inoculated themselves. But like, that doesn't mean they're bulletproof, right? Like, it's become a thing, you know? Okay. So it took a long time for this show to get back and it's back on and I'm thrilled with it. And the wife went grocery shopping over the weekend. There are now ribs in my household. <laughs> so this means the return of Doc Midnight's Crock-Pot Jamaican Jerk Ribs. I'm about to do this shit. I did it before. It's my Jamaican Jerk and Jameson rib recipe in a Crock-Pot. And when I do it, if it works this time, I'm going to share the recipe with y'all, America. That's what I'm into. <laughs> But you ain't gonna, we can't get a rib though? I'm up for one rib. <laughs> I might have to call you up. I'd be like, dude, get on the train. I'm up for one rib. <laughs> get on the train. Come on through. <laughs> That's what I'm up to right okay. now. Okay, right. okay. Now we cook, right? All right. Get my cook on. You got a recipe, word. And it, but get my, get my cook on does, I said crock pot. You just said crock pot. So it ain't like it's I'm, I'm slaving over this shit. Right. right, but I mean, it you is. gotta know what to put in the shit. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna turn the knob and go to work. <laughs> Come home and there's gonna be magic in the pot. Magic in the pot. This is gonna happen. That's right. Chef, Chef Curry cooking the pot, son. Word. I will say one one thing with the basketball thing, and shout out to Ari and Vinny. Y'all sit catch. your ass down, LeBron. <laughs> I would just say one thing. The, the shout out to LeBron's mama. The oh god damn it. The, <laughs> the subtext of she loves him very much. Yeah. Well, hey, you know. The subtext of, um, first of all, very happy, Golden State. Golden State has sucked since I lived in Cali. Um, That's true. They have sucked. Um, You know, even back in the run TMC days with Tim Hardaway and Chris Mullen, um, like they still sucked. Yep. Um, But I'm happy. They're fun to watch. They just sucked. They were were fun to watch. They just sucked. Um, So I'm happy with the organization got there. Um, The Steph Curry kind of subtext. You know the you know the baby face gunner kind of thing, um, the MVP. You know he did his thing. Like I I appreciated that. Like I was busy, I was busy watching hockey, um, but watching you know Steph Curry doing his thing and watching basically how one team is greater than one person. Sure. But that one person dragged basically a roaring jump dumpster fire. To, to the finals, like you have to say something about that. But the fact that a team, like a team effort, is better than that, I, that was a good. That was a good. That was a good thing. That was that. That felt good. And that was like what sport could be, kind of thing. Where you can have a great individual player, but if you don't have pieces around them, if you can't build around this or go to the strengths or whatever, you don't. You may you may get close, but you don't. So I have a question. Ultimately, win. Are you contending? That hockey is the better sport because hockey to win you have to win as a team. I'm not saying no. Was in the not. NBA, 
it's the one dude who needs a team around him, but they keep promoting the one dude thing. No, the thing is, I'm not gonna say. I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm not gonna say understand. anything's better than sure, sure, okay. better than. So I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna. That's a trap. I'm not here. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. Don't fall. That's <laughs> a trap. I'm not. I'm not hopscotching through a minefield. Um, thing is, is that hockey is. If you have one good, if you need to have one dude hot, yeah. you're goalie. Right. Your goal. If your goalie's hot, you can go far. Sure. The thing is, the goalie can't score. Right. So you're going to need somebody to put the puck in on the other end. So I think LeBron in his game, where you're playing offense and defense, yeah. is probably is nowhere near what a goalie can do, how a goalie can impact the game. A goalie can impact the game, shut you all the way down. Like you can just keep firing stuff at him and he doesn't let anything go. But he can't score. Right. You don't win the game. You still don't win the game. If he lets one by, I mean, you, you can don't win. Score. You can win one nothing. Right. You can be great because it is hockey. Yeah. You, you can, can watch a one nothing three hour skate fest. Right. You know, but that's back and forth, up yeah. and down. But you got goalies who are like, I'm not even in the same area code, and I sure. bat the puck out the air. I'm in the wrong position. You let one of those go. You let you get hit with sixty shots. You let one go. They're talking about that one. Right. They're like, you were great, but you didn't win. It's a Patrick Washington. It's the Pat. Yeah, it's the Patrick Squad. In this case, Corey Crawford was on. Yeah. Um, the the much maligned Corey Crawford. The much maligned Corey like, because of his ability to let the one in. The, <laughs> <laughs> but thing about Corey Crawford, which I respected, is the fact that he got better as the game went on. If you didn't get to him early, if you got to him early, he was shook. He was like you saw in the first series where he got replaced. Right. He was shook. As the game went on, he was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and he he he, 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 st- he st- was stuck. He was like, this is it. If you give me a one goal lead, I can keep it. I can keep standing up for you. So I gotta give props to that. So it's not going to be a LeBron situation where he can will the entire team. Like he can't. I can. He can only guard one guy. Okay. I think that. This is the issue here is these are this is a these are different kinds of sports kind of situations, but my LeBron issue versus hockey, right? Hockey gets the captivate the American consciousness, provided you live in a city where hockey is being played. Yeah. Where you're still at a high in level. It, at, right? a high level. <laughs> at a high level. Right? Otherwise Americans don't give a fuck. Really? Um it's Canadian ice soccer. This works for hockey because the way the sport's set up, when it comes to you getting to know their players, they don't cultivate any actual personality in these guys. They cultivate zero personality, and there are, there are teams out there where the coach is more recognizable than any actual so-called star players. That depends. This, this team survived like that for a long-ass time. No. This very team, like, if when Patrick Kane wasn't getting himself in trouble, you couldn't pick that dude out of a damn lineup. You can now. Now Patrick Kane is very recognizable. I think Kane right? and Taves are the face of the are, They are. They now are we're at three cups, though. Yeah. We're at three cups. Yes. Right? Quinville is not the face and, of the But he's instantly recognizable. But he's recognizable, yes. Right? But, but as when far you're as in you the know, NBA, when you're in the NBA, an NBA star player, right, is basically marketed for everything from cereal to shoes and beyond. With a personality. Your thing is personality. Well, no. My thing is that the NBA is very good at... Hilarious. Trying to create a personality with a guy. Like, you know what I mean? Not every NBA player has personality. 
Lord yeah. knows that these guys, you know, you come out of high school. How do you come out of high school and have enough personality to sit there and captivate ESPN, right? The Booyah Network is going to get out there and fucking like totally like make you. But how are you going to be ready for that? But the thing is that you, the NBA is built around its star players, not around its game. Around, you had okay. to talk about what a game was like. Okay. There's a whole lot of shit NBA games out there with so-called <laughs> stars in them. Yes. You know what I mean? I agree. We were just talking earlier about Kevin Garnett going back to, to Minnesota and how there was like a, a deal was made. He was going back to play in Minnesota. Right. You have to ask where, yourself, though, where he started from. Who are you going to show the video to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who is there? Is anyone in Minnesota? How many people are going to be in Minnesota in the stands to be like, oh shit, KG's coming back? Yo, they sold out. And they had did. to put because they sucked more tickets. so bad for so long. <laughs> the ex girlfriend who dumped you for that sexier dude across town was coming back to drive by your block to get her mail, and you called your friends. <laughs> that's what that was. Parallel some shit, yo. Okay, that that's what that Last was. Season. Okay, Minnesota should have been like, "Fuck you! <laughs> you left us, dog. We gonna and do this and want a ship. We gonna do this with Marco Yarick." I, that's what they should have said. I'm not saying it was right. Wally Zerbiak was crying. His shorts was all wet. You know what I mean? Tears is everywhere. All snot run off down his face. Zerbiak. Right. Because we know what KG played with. He played with a hot garbage. Hot. Well, and so, Wally Zerbiak. And Terrell Brandon? Slightly better than hot garbage. <laughs> the team was a dumpster fire. And we know. They uh. sucked. And everybody wanted KG to win because they love KG so much because KG had personality. KG had personality. You know, he got he was one of that first generation of kids coming in straight from high school. From high school yeah. He had he had the skills. And I remember when that dude came out of high school, I was like, nah, this ain't gonna work. I remember having an argument with yeah. boy Brian Brady. Not for profit Brian, I call him. Not for profit Brian was like, I think this kid's gonna be, he's gonna win three, four championships. We were both wrong. Because KG turned out to have an actual damn career, did not win three, four championships. One right? one. He won one, 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 but he had to leave Minnesota to do it. Yeah, but all of that time, just about every team in the NBA had a guy or guys. They were trying to tell you this is the face of our franchise. Hockey doesn't do that. Hockey doesn't do it. Hockey doesn't do it until a cup is won. Mm. Then it goes. Here's our guy, and then the cup gets sat down some no, damn where. No, because I think in hockey you get drafted because you get drafted after you go through five, ten years in some cases. Sure. Of juniors and all this, all this hockey. Right. You are taught. You are indoctrinated into what this is. Sure. You don't have pick. You have pickup games, but it's not like pickup on the block. Sure. Where you know you get picked first, so you always get picked last. You in hockey, you are the system. You are the. You, you can go out there. You could stick candy. You could do all the fancy stuff. But at the end of the day, how did you? You know, how's your game? Well, our team played well and we worked hard. It's the same shit over and over again. Right. You're not going to get a Draymond Green who's going to like, yeah, we busted their asses tonight. Like, you're not going to get that because I don't know, basketball that's a little, is a loose thing. That's a little, well, I think even that Draymond Green situation is a little more cultural than what hockey tends to provide yeah. you. Yeah. Right? You're hockey not get a bunch of Swedes. A bunch of Swedes and Finns aren't going to sit up and talk shit about their opponents. But even when they want to, right. but they won't do it. And Canadians want to. Yeah. Americans want to, but like I said, it's the game, it's the system. Yeah. That's the thing you're talking about. There are players with personality, and you get the all-time sports cast, the Don Cherry with the ugly yeah. suits and everything, who are going to like, you're a bit too flamboyant. And Don Cherry 
is more recognizable than Steven Stamkos is, <laughs> is my point. Okay, Stamkos is mad short, though. <laughs> so is Cam Neely, and he's still my boy. <laughs> Take it back to Cam Neely. <laughs> I'm always bringing it back to Cam Neely. He made me love hockey. Because <laughs> I like the laser puck, and Cam Neely played in those games. <laughs> Laser putt. But I will also say, and since we own this thing, and this is kind of my, my, my kind of thing, the I seen the video of the black dude that WGN caught. Like, you know what? The Blackhawks black made black people like Like, no. I, I screamed at the yes. But I kept getting that video. But people you, kept but you sending me. You can't be mad at it, though. You can't be mad. I can be mad. You can't be mad. I can be, I can be mad because it perpetuates this thing that. Black people don't like the white stuff until the white stuff wins. They're like, oh, this is the thing. I know black people have been down with Blackhawks since Dollar Bill Wirtz days because yes. they like the sport. And Oh, look, here's a team that represents the city I'm from. But that dude didn't know that. He didn't know those people. He didn't know those people. This is the Black Nerd Podcast, meaning that we know a lot of people who are outliers in a lot of shit. <laughs> All right? What up Base to the player, out- my very first what up fucking to the outliers, band. baby. Right, what up to the outliers? <laughs> Fist in the air for the outliers. <laughs> my boy Fred, right? My, my boy Fred, I, I love Fred McAllister to death. God rest, may he rest in peace. Bass player in my first ever band. This dude became a San Jose Sharks fan because they had just become a franchise. And he was like, if they have no other fans, I want them to have me. <laughs> And every time the Sharks came to town in that shitty-ass era of, ho- of Blackhawks hockey, that dude was there in his, his San Jose Sharks jersey, right? <laughs> Trying to learn the game. Okay. Fighting to learn that game. And he did. He got it, right? But he became a San Jose, Jose fan, fan because he could watch their games. <laughs> you can't tell me black people in this town were Blackhawks fans when... When white people couldn't watch games? What the hell? Are, what are black people watching then? We are magical Negroes. We can watch some shit that ain't even being broadcast. I don't buy it. Nuh-uh. No. I bet like, this you. You got, no, some, no, no. You got some college no, buddies. I, no, no. I get, I get right. that. I get that. I met you. I know you're one boy. He, he name dropped some, some Hall of Famers every time we was hanging out. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> but I, I get that. It was nothing. To, I mean, it's it's well known at this point that the fact that we went out Bill, one night and watched some ladies play hockey. He referred to one of them as Joe Sackick. <laughs> <laughs> I never forget that shit. <coughs> oh, okay. So yeah, I'm, yeah, that was a good time. Shout out to Kim. What's up? Anyway, so <laughs> the I get it, but the but the thing is, uh, <laughs> I just you just derail my whole shit. <laughs> That's what I do. Good lord, the train. My train of thought is. <laughs> It's derailed and like cars is by the track smoking and whatnot. You can come back to it. Damn you gotta it. do this. Oh yeah, I got yeah, okay. No, but yeah, okay. So everybody can argue you know, I got it back. Right. Everybody can argue that Dollar Bill Wirtz dying was the best thing that could have happened. In Rocky. fact. Rocky Wirtz saying we're gonna put y'all on the on the we're gonna put y'all on. Got a bunch of Cups helped too, but the Cubs came after Bill Words came in after Bill Words died. Rocky came in and did the thing, so that's awesome. He went out and stole John McDonough from the Cubs, <laughs> and that's great. that franchise may do great things someday, son. <laughs> you should come win here now. Come win now. So, but yeah. I, so that's great. So, I, but there's still people who, if it's a Chicago team, they ride for. Yeah. 
So those contingent of, of, of Chicago black people that I know were always like, oh, we have a hockey team. These people were, like, when the fire were good, that couple seasons or whatever, fire got them a top. They were like, we're fire. Like, they were all about, this is a Chicago team. We know nothing Supporting about the game. Supporting their We don't know the sport. Right. I know you kick a ball, and they play it at Humble. That's all I know. But here we go, like, oh, our Chicago team is good? Let's rock. Let's go. Yeah. So that's the thing that got me kind of peeved about it is just the this kind of overarching stereotype that, Here's a sport. It's like the Tiger Woods syndrome. Here's yeah. a sport black people didn't like, didn't give a shit about, couldn't right. play in the hood. Right. And then, oh shit, here comes a black dude who's good at it. Or in this case, here comes. Here come the black people. Here come the black Like, oh boy, what are you guys looking watching? Yeah. We're watching hockey. We're watching golf. We're watching tennis. I remember, you remember the, the Asian nice Chris Everett, Never Vatilova. Sure. All these, you know. And then, you know, it's like, remember Arthur Ashe? Like, oh, okay, Arthur Ashe was good, but that was before I was born, so whatever. Then the Williams sister showed up. Oh, shit, now we running shit now. What are you guys doing? Tennis? Hmm. And I don't want to keep perpetuating this thing that as soon as black people get in it or get good at it or there is a face of the thing, then black people go, ooh, I want in on it too. Because that just... So maybe a bigger part of maybe a bigger part of the thing then is like I hate the we're gonna end up bashing the media at some point in this podcast. So (laughs) I don't I don't want to like often. This is I don't like the stereotype that the media is this big giant juggernaut that only does one thing and it does it wrong. Right. Right. Okay. The way to change what you're talking about is a sport needs to stop being presented locally and nationally in only one way. Right. Like, we think of a sport as a white sport or a black sport solely based on who happens to be on the field. Yeah. Right? But a, a media outlet's never going to actually go looking for fans that are counter to what they're seeing. Yeah. Right? So, that day, remember that day we went down to the Ogden? Hmm. And it was the day that I said I'd never go back to the Ogden. <laughs> Shout out to Vinny. Because the Ogden was absolutely jam-packed with, it, it, it wasn't the fan base that bothered me. Even though every single Blackhawks dad in the room was dressed like Dennis Farina in a hockey sweater, right? Like that was that was an, a thing that I saw and I was like, wait, and they're all going to the games? Everyone in that bar was going to that game. And we were the only black people there, right? And it was like, are you which games then are the black people going to? Right? So if you're telling me that black hockey, black fans have been fans of hockey in this town for so long, right? I'm not saying it's a big-ass contingent. I find it hard to believe that, well, not that it's a big-ass contingent, but I find it hard to believe that they gave a shit before being able to actually see the product and decide to give a shit again. Black people who like hockey are older than me because they were able to remember a time when the Blackhawks were good, right? And this, I'm not putting you on TV. Shit didn't matter because it wasn't cable outlets right. showing like back jamming up sh- down your damn throat. Back in the Chicago Stadium days, right? So there's th- that middle ground of fan did, doesn't it did not exist until the Blackhawks began to get good. So I'm gonna say 2006 at best is when this could happen, right? In my just from what I see, my, my okay. anecdotal evidence because they were a good team before they won their first cup. Yes. You know, they were yes. good, they were good I mean, too. We can take it back to the night where the Ronick and Belfort days. Ah, the Ronick Belfort days. 
you God know. God damn it, Keith Kachuk. <laughs> kachuk, 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 Kachuk. Damn it. <laughs> ah, yes, the days of Detroit Red Wings standing yes. on our nuts every time we fucking play. <laughs> right. Detroit sucks. They still suck. So, yeah, okay. Off there. All right. So, Got it. So that was, so, like I said, that's the thing with me. As somebody who's played attention to hockey for a long time, just this thought that I get the, a winner makes everybody a bandwagon. I get it. Because people like, hey, our team is winning. Yeah. Really? What yeah. is this sport then? Let me find out about it. Then everybody starts rocking Blackhawk stuff, and then you got all this whole beat. The dude really did. He really went for a, a stereotype as a joke, but that's how comedy works too, right? Some stereotypes have a bit of truth in them. You know what I mean? Like there, there is some. There, man, look. When when I got cousins, black female cousins who I know damn well, ten years ago didn't give a flying rat's ass about hockey. They have a right to be fans now. Yeah. Right. But that is what this team has done. It has brought a lot of people into the fold yeah. who were up until a certain point left out of it. The Blackhawks were for white fans, and the Bulls were for black fans and everybody else. And everybody else. That's kind of how that worked. That's Basketball like- was the sport black people like came out of the womb playing, apparently. <laughs> and we thought white people didn't do it, but everybody just forgot Larry Bird was really fucking good at it. Right. But, right? then, but then the Bulls always had this, uh, you know, your typical white dude. You had your Steve Kerr. Yeah, you had your Brooks. <sighs> you had your... Uh, Will Purdue. Like, the Bulls always had some the random Bulls white dudes. The Bulls have always had good white dudes and random white dudes. <laughs> Will Purdue, random white dude. John Paxson, Steve Kirk, good white dudes. Right. I'm just saying. Okay, all right. Let's <laughs> put it out there. Got it. Fred Hoiberg. Fred, Jesus. Random white dude. Random white dude coach. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, wow, we, we. The new dance. Baltimore, Cleveland, the Dive Road, Charleston. I think I'm gonna I'm take I'm, I take this from I take I took this from Kedra, who we're gonna have at some point. Kedra and she put it on a Pacific Rim kind of thing. Like we have to reset the clock. Minutes till the next racial ass incident, where there's gonna be Idris Elba looking real sad, and he's gonna turn around. Hey, right, set the clock back. Sam Jackson gives a speech, and then he gets eaten by a shark. <laughs> Then we got to set the clock. No, it's like, you know, the thing is, is that we can't cancel an apocalypse. That's the thing that's killing us. It's just the fact that it just keeps going, pointing back to the clock going, all right, reset the clock. We can't cancel. We can't postpone the apocalypse. It's just days until we get fucked with again. All right, so let's go roughly in order, right? Baltimore. People want us to talk about Baltimore. Oh, shit. And let me tell you, here. Tell you what, I'll talk about the shit like it just happened. All right, here's the thing about Baltimore that a lot of cats out there that I know from Twitter or that I know from here around the shop or wherever, Third Coast Comics, 6234 North Broadway, Chicago, Illinois, 60660, right? Like, <laughs> across like, McDonald's. A lot of, run right across McDonald's. Um, there are no other businesses nearby me, though. <laughs> All right, the, the, the thing that a lot of people don't get is that living in a city like Chicago, you are spoiled. You are mad spoiled given the amount of culture you have access to, right? The amount of resources you have access to. Chicago is the world third famous. Life. World famous culture. Oh, world famous culture. In fact, right, right. There are parts of Chicago. There are times that Chicago stuns me when I hear people willing to say to me, white people, from outside of Chicago, oh, yeah, I've been in Chicago for eight years. And, Chicago land. You know, we start talking about, like, you know, Southside or whatever, and they go... Oh no! I was told when I came here for college never to go to the South Side, and I feel like here be dragons. That's amazing. 
Like, you could live in this city for eight years and never cross a certain street. You never cross Roosevelt. Well, and it used, to be, it used to be right. Well, it used to be Madison. Then it became Roosevelt. Then it became 35th Street, right? <laughs> That's fucking stellar. Because from 35th to 47th Street ain't that big a difference. And then you hit High Park. Yeah. Right? And even that little pocket. It's like an alley. Yeah, right? Alley. Like, even that pocket, you've never been there? Well, you didn't need to because Chicago's got so much shit going on on its north and northwest sides and its near suburbs right. that you weren't, while you were missing out culturally on the entirety of your city, you don't know what you missed, and you don't give a fuck. You don't get it, right. Baltimore couldn't happen here, <laughs> right? Because there's a lot of space here where people are doing just enough in terms of how well they're doing. They're getting by just enough that they don't have to raise a fist to set nothing on fire or scream at nobody. Like, we wanted to vote out the mayor we hated, <laughs> but we just kind of couldn't like the other guy any more than we already did. Like, bro, we hate you, Mr. Mayor. We're gonna vote for that other guy, just to give you a warning. Right, get you out of that runoff, and make you work for. Him. We're gonna we're gonna give you more years, although we think you can't do the job and we can't fucking stand you. <laughs> Baltimore is the opposite of Chicago. In Baltimore City, there is an economy, there is a culture, right? Baltimore has been suffering for a long fucking time, right? Because Baltimore, from what I understand, is split in this kind of the city and the not city. You know? This is this is what I've been gathering okay. here, right? From people I know who come from Baltimore. Okay. Who told me this is kind of its deal, right? Freddie Gray doesn't happen in a vacuum. You know? Baltimore has been taken on the chin. The citizens there have been living under conditions and situations for a long fucking time that Damn, like even those guys that they're watching everything from, you know, the pool party incident in Texas to to uh, the, my man George Zimmerman shooting a kid down in Florida, you know, this like all of the even those people watching the Mike Brown, like they realize shit, dude, there ain't a hell of a lot of difference between them and us. We've been taking this for a long time. No one talks about the riots in Cincinnati, except me. Right? Every so, because I was kind of there when that shit went down, right? In the 90s, late 90s, well, early 2000s, right? Like, Cincinnati went through a thing. And if there was a 24 hour news cycle, Cincinnati would have looked like Baltimore. And the only Baltimore issue, the only thing that was wrong is the narrative was those savage ass black people are tearing their own shit up again, right? <laughs> that was fucking ridiculous. That's always the narrative. That's kind of always the narrative. That, but that's right. That's the narrative. That's basically what went down. But then, then we can't even talk about the fact that. You got people telling you, we cuffed the dude, threw him in the back of a truck. Right. The place he was slowly driven to was two minutes away. He's around there, unrestrained, in the back of the joint for half an hour. Right. But we're going to tell you that didn't happen. Right. Or so he you, did it to himself. Or he did it to himself. Yeah. That's what got people peeved. Like, how are you going to piss on me and tell me it's raining? This makes no sense. Why? Not only, they weren't even like, it's one thing when the police force is going to be corrupt enough to tell you that shit happened. But when a news outlet can't ask the very question itself and say, people, they're telling us this, but it makes no sense. The WGN morning news here in this town, which is largely part news and part entertainment, those guys would say in the New York Minute, that makes no damn sense. <laughs> they would just say it. Producer be down, they would just say, that makes no sense. Right? Why is it that our various news outlets 
won't say that. They just report it because the cop, well, the cops said. The cops said, yeah, police say. The police say, you know, huh? don't report no shit that is patently, un- that is impossible. Impossible, but. Well, he grew wings and horns and tripled in size. <laughs> he breathed fire at this point, kicked and the he, back door open. And he beat himself upside the head and implanted dents in his head that matched the nuts and bolts on the inside. Like, that is the thing that, yeah, sure, okay, this pissed people off. But I don't think that the Baltimore the Baltimore riots happen because people are pissed that that happened to that man, right? I think those people know that's happened to lots of men. Yes, right, a lot. What they're pissed about is the sort of like the response, right? Yeah. The response is, and because we know you're just animals, you're gonna clown. We have to show up in our riot gear. riot gear and trucks and right. You know, we we Humpies basically we we are basically gonna pre riot. Right, we're gonna provoke you, really. I right. mean, while the cameras are rolling. Right. I mean, same shit they did in Ferguson. Like, right. We're going to sit here and we're going to mount up with dogs because everybody loves dogs, just kind of <laughs> snarling and like whatever. Helicopters and dogs, man. Everybody loves that shit. And you can say, hey, we're trying to be peaceful. What we're here for, we want answers. No, 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 no. What you're really doing. You need some tear gas. Hold that. Foop. And who doesn't react to that? Part, my favorite fucking part. Just like, not even like, man, I, I, I just, when I hear being, things being reported like, we have credible reports that the Black Gorilla family, which <laughs> is a gang, a street yeah. gang in prison, the Black Gorilla family is planning an attack for 7 p.m. tonight. And many of these youths <laughs> Have gang affiliations. affiliations. Yes. Many of the people here rioting have gang affiliations, and they have contacts with these gangs. So the we maybe the police are just waiting here outside this this CVS pharmacy, a pharmacy the community needs greatly. Right. <laughs> providing goods and services. Goods and services. Right. The black gorilla. We hear the black gorilla family. Yo. Those fucking words were said more times than I heard on a fucking like like a Dub C album. Back in the 90s. They were talking about Bloods and Crips have united to take out cops. I mean, like, there are no Bloods and Crips in Baltimore. And even if they were, it's not Red Dawn. You know what the fuck are they? Really? Did they crawl through the sewers? They're going to mount up? Like, they're they now the Purple Gang. The Bloods and the Crips have gotten together. They have become the revolution. Oh, good. Like, is that what happened? Okay, I didn't see that coming in. <laughs> But the, the, the fantasies that were brought up to justify, we fear that black people are going to be mad. Yes. So we're going to nip this whole shit in the bud. Right. So black lives matter. All lives matter. All lives matter. Not just the black ones. Why do we keep saying the black ones matter? America, here's why we say black lives matter. It's not a math problem in which if one thing is a positive, something else has to be a negative, right? Not zero sum. It's a different kind of math problem where one thing just is, right? Nothing's being taken away from all lives except for all the black people whose lives have been diminished or who are being like kind of ushered into the gutter for the most part for decades, right? So when someone says black lives matter, they are not saying that your liberal white life doesn't matter. They are not saying that your conservative Hispanic life doesn't matter. What they are simply saying is, Dude, this shit's kind of got to stop because you're losing your minds with it, you know? And you're hitting one segment of the population 
over and over and it's it's not to the point anymore where you could do it and just have people kind of be worried about the Jim Crow South. Well, you know what they say in the South. Oh, right. No, no, no. This is happening up north. No. Baltimore and Cleveland are in the north. <laughs> Theoretically. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Right, right. You know? Like, the, it, this, is, is, this is now a thing to where someone has to say, if I just turn on my news every Monday, I can find that the cops have hemmed up somebody. Eric Garner's New York City. Right. Right? We are now seeing cases where black people are being chokeholded or or 14-year-old black girls are getting their asses whooped. Right? And 12-year-old boys are on the swing set with the toy with the BB gun. If I see one more damn college kid or law student walking through the streets of the Pacific Northwest with a goddamn AR-15 having conversations with police, you can't say to me all lives matter. I don't want to do with the AR-15 shot, but I have no fear that he will be. <laughs> Zero fear. <laughs> I feel like I gotta wear a Jake Gyllenhaal mask if I wanna like really get away with some dumb shit. If I wanted to strap a nuclear bomb to my chest and walk through the streets of any great metropolis, all I have to do is wear a Gene Hackman mask and we can have a conversation with the police. Or, right? Or the dude who walked through Hartsfield with the AR-15 strap to pick up his daughter. Yeah. And they're like, sir? He's like, don't you offend me. This is my right. And like, they let him go. And he picked up his daughter. Now, and he's in Chicago, apparently. On the other hand, will you dumb motherfuckers stop walking through major cities with goddamn rifles strapped to your goddamn chest? No, but it's their right. I get that it's your right. <laughs> Lots of things are your right. <laughs> I also have the right to be left the fuck alone so that I don't get accidentally shot by somebody trying to defend themselves from you. Just because someone said you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. See, Jurassic Park. In fact, <laughs> it's a perfect fucking example. <laughs> so you're saying you can bring a Tyrannosaurus Rex back to life. Let's not Congratulations. That. Write this shit down on paper and let's move on. Can you make a cheesecake? <laughs> I like to have your you, cheesecake recipe, right, can, please. Can we have a better grilled cheesecake? <laughs> can you improve upon the BLT? Can we try that? Add pastrami to this shit. How about prosciutto? You're such a genius. That's how I feel about all these goddamn American heroes. These patriots. These great patriots. Showing us that they actually know their Second Amendment rights. They, and, and they live in places where apparently you can do this because concealed carry is not really a thing. It's open carry. Right. Open carry. Have you not noticed you're the only one doing it in your town? What that means is the sensibilities of your town are such that most motherfuckers with AR-15s leave them at home when they go get their children. <laughs> hey, I should I have had kids would not be taking my kids to the gun range on the average weekend. But if you choose to do so, you can be like that family in, what was it, Arizona? That, that stopped off at the gun range out in the, the southwest there, and oops. Well, that's not a good idea there. Oh, look at when the kid shot the... Shot the instructor. Yup. Not the best of ideas. Just because you are showing that as a white guy you can do this thing does not mean you are helping black people as we are not doing that thing. Black people weren't doing that thing when we were getting shot and beat up in the streets. And in fact, gun rights legislation happened because black people were openly carrying in open carry states. Yes. Ronald Reagan saw the Panthers come through yep. Oakland with, this, with the stuff strapped to him. He said, uh-uh. No. Right. 
Can't have that. We cannot have that. That's an impending race war waiting to happen. <laughs> Got to shut that down. Uh, all right. So Baltimore, I mean, stuff has happened. The thing is, though, is that we've watched more snuff films. We've watched black people get killed. Yes. Repeatedly. On video, on YouTube with four million hits. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that. Uh, we, we've watched it. I'm fr- pretty and, sure Larry was his face, the uh, owner of Hustle, Larry Flint. I think he's retracted that snuff film statement at this point. <laughs> He's gonna offer a million dollars. Anybody can produce a real snuff film. Whoops. Whoops. Not in twenty fifteen, you're not. No. I mean we Where had Flint dead. Is he dead now? Yeah. No. Yeah? No. Damn, I thought by now he'd be dead. No. Only uh Gucci on. I don't of, have Larry Flint in, in terms of in terms of porn dudes. Only uh Gucci on died. Okay. Um That's news you can use, America. Yes indeed. Larry Flint's still alive. The um so I mean we've had Milwaukee, we've had Madison. You've watched the dude get shot, and you know. I mean, it's you're watching these things, but what the the anger is is that nothing happens to the perpetrator whatsoever. Although in Cleveland, I mean in uh, Baltimore, we have mad indictments, indictments that mad were, charges. Now we don't we don't know the trial. No court has happened, right? No court, right? Has so happened. no conviction has happened. But the only fact the the fact they push for that, right? Because the original prosecutor was like, nope, can't do it, right? But they found some random ass Ohio law that says any citizen that sees a re- has a reasonable account of a crime has been committed can bring it to court. Yeah. The actual judicial system was like, nope. They had their hands. They threw their hands up. Nope. And you took and it took citizens to go. Wait a minute. We have a video. We have audio. We have all this evidence. At the very least, we can charge them with something. Because but then no not only one did they charge him with something, they charge him up the ass. So not all, so we can't. We see the point about no one presents a reliable threat two seconds. Right. After you roll up on him, you say, "Oh, it is a man. It's a twelve-year-old." Right. And he was reaching for us. I don't. In two seconds, I can't reach for shit. Not in two seconds. I'm putting dude like he's on the playground. Like. And he crumples over, and there's so many. Uh, um, what, one of the good things about social media, there are so many people who are reporting on this stuff, who are not who are trying to get the word out. Like, y'all, look at this story. Right. I wrote this thing. Check this out. These are stats. These are, and it's becoming it's becoming more. It's a widespread thing where you really have no excuse to not know. Right. The only reason you don't know is if you don't want to know. Which is some heavy ass shit. So if you're somebody who feels like they're kind of catching it from all sides and you just want to duck the hell out, that is the thing. You can feel that. You know, because this is a bit, I, We haven't had this much bad news probably since the fucking 60s. All at once. All at once. You know what I'm saying? A daily occurrence of bad news? <laughs> daily? Daily. Like it's damn near daily. That's where we're at. We're like, holy shit. What, what, what time is it? Oh, somebody shit. probably died today. It's Monday about 7 p.m. <laughs> I'm a, somebody better look in on, like, you know, Missouri. Somebody right. better check in on Texas. Right. So hey, Florida, it, what you got going on? It's Florida guys so always got something Right. Wrong. Vermont, check in. You've been awful quiet up there. <laughs> you know? Somebody need to get over to North Dakota. There ain't many people living so, there, but, hey, we got to check in. Right. So there have been there are nine days, well, a couple weeks ago, there were nine days in this calendar year that no one has been shot by police. Only nine. Only nine. Damn. Now, I mean, 
I, that's shot by police. There's lots of reasons why somebody could be shot by police. Right. You know, and we're not even about nine days. The number of times where somebody's been shot by police while getting their mail. Right. You know, that's the issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not gonna talk about what the police have to do when a dude is driving 65, you know, miles over the goddamn speed limit. He's doing 100 miles an hour in a school zone. He's weaving out of traffic all crazy like, and he gets into some weird ass shit. And it's all because he caught his ex-wife with another dude. He ain't over it. And man, they could have talked him down, but they shot him. That happens, right? That that is a thing. But it happened. More we often. talking about cat shot, or or having his spine snapped, or being beat up at swimming pools, which apparently America swimming pools are the new Jim Crow voting booth, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you got black kids out there, they ask me to be on a baseball diamond, right? Fuck the pool, right? That's what I'm gonna say there. I'm, I'm gonna go to the bank with that. If my kids can't swim, they're not going to learn. They're better off hang gliding. <laughs> better off. Because apparently people out there, they don't, like, they don't like the cut of your swimsuit. They don't like the rate at which you party. Sometimes a mom has to come over and try to handle your kid and punch her in the face <laughs> herself. And then gets her ass whooped and they got to call the cops. <laughs> and you get dive roll cop. Dive roll cop. Dive roll cop. Shout out to McKinney, Texas, was the number one was voted the number one small town place to live in America, like 2010 or some shit. Yeah. Like, what does that say? That says that a small towns, good America, good America, heartland is homogenous as shit, and that's what makes a good. That's what makes a great, great place to live. Everybody looks like you. If right, so it's not like all of a sudden black families just fucking moved in in five years. It was a great fucking place to live with the black people living there, right? But they were quiet. No, it's not a, okay. No. So so it's not like in all these towns all across America, brothers just getting all uppity and shit, demanding the return of the Ford plant, like demanding the return of U.S. Steel. That's not really happening, you know. It's that's not it. What I actually. And this, I was getting this thing earlier when I was talking about the, the years in which cops have been on the force. Okay. Right? The number one job of the media, and I hate to say the, the media, the, the global media. You're right. The job of the media is to sell a thing. And it's to sell fear. And since 2006, 2007, they have sold the fuck out of fear. Right? They've sold the shit out of it. They just have. Every, like, Obama's going to, he's going to run for president. Oh, my God, he's going to run for president. Oh, shit, death panels. He's gonna run for president, oh shit, we're all gonna become Muslims. He's gonna run for president, oh shit, hide your white women. Like, he's gonna run for president, weed's gonna become cheaper. Like, everything, oh my, the, the, the things that we heard, right, in that amount of time, right, <laughs> that we heard about what's gonna go on in our country. So in places like McKinney, Texas, two years ago Obama becomes elected, it's voted one of the greatest places to live in the entire country. They had black people in it already. So for five years, the people of McKinney, Texas are probably looking at black folks like, what does this mean? Kids get louder, they get rowdier. What the kids who were at that party, fourteen year old girl five years ago was nine. Now I mean, like she wasn't a threat. Well, now these kids are we're black, right? So we, we have superpowers and shit. When we get that fucking testosterone and adrenaline running through us, right. we are monstrous. Never mind, we're going through the same teenage shit. The white kids are going through. absolutely. You're if, still doing your if thing. If like, only uh, the blacks only went for androgynousness, right? This, this, this. We don't. We don't go for androgynism. 
right out the gate, right? Apparently, that's not what we do. We go for straight San Quentin, right? right? Apparently, that's what we do, right? Black kids, we, we fucking, we go through our teenage years, and the moment it's time to rebel, white people must look at our kids and go, holy shit. He's a spitting image of Jim Brown, right? White kids rebel, and they just fucking spike their hair up or some shit, get a little eyeliner. Right. So dude's living in your house, all of a sudden, one minute you got a nice little kid, and he's, you know, Jimmy Jason William Smith, you know, and he's great. The next minute he's David Boy. That's fairly harmless, you know? The most thing you have to worry about is that he's not playing Judas Priest records backwards, I guess. I don't know. Like, but there is this thought that apparently happens, those kids in that party had to be stopped. The cops rolled up on that party like, oh shit, send back up. You know? Rowdy. It was like SEAL Team 6. Somebody had to be hiding behind the bushes. They had, in swimsuits. We are holding. We got gats in swimsuits. <laughs> I just imagine that before the dude dive rolled, he turned to somebody and was like, Wazlowski, you have Overwatch. You know? Like, it had to be like, you, you got to think about what they were thinking and why they were thinking it. What did you know and when did you know it? What were you thinking? When were you thinking? And the white kid who videotaped the whole, who taped the whole Stay thing, right was like, they were, they went right past me. Yep. I was at the party. I've seen two of these pool videos: one from McKinney, Texas, and the other for uh, oh, there's another the one. other joint in Ohio. Yeah. The second Ohio pool party, <laughs> where there is actually a white kid pulling on one of the cops while he's trying to yank the the black <gasps> girl off the fence, right? Oh, and at no point is anyone trying to give that dude a five knuckle shuffle, right? No one ever does that, right? They just they just, hey, kid, we're doing a thing here. Right. You know what I mean? But there were a lot. There were, there were white adults in the McKinney, Texas video. Right. There were grown men standing there. Yeah. While they're trying to corral all these black kids. Right. Pushing kids around. But then they found the one, because the whole thing started when they told, because McKinney, it was, they, were, they were sued. The city was, I found this, the city was sued like 07. It says, you are, basically, you are redlining. You're segregating housing. Sure. And you're segregating housing, therefore, you know, the city has to pay up and you have to build a Section 8 housing facility, housing, housing unit. They're just now building it. They're three months into building it. This is 07. The government was like, you were redlining, you are segregating, you need to build this thing. And they were like, nah. So they're just now getting around to it. So all this stuff, so basically you have a, you have a mom Who's go, who apparently said, y'all ends need to go back to Section 8. Somebody stepped to her. She screamed. <laughs> then you have the assault on white womanhood. Nah, just, just go all crazy and nuts up. So it, it's, it's a lot of things going on in this. The McKinney thing was weird. The... That yeah, the the pool pool parties where you know obviously you're you're hiding weapons in your uh, swimsuit. That's really easy to do. All this stuff is happening, and meanwhile, people are buying the narrative that it's okay that y'all got rousted. That you know a two hundred pound dude had his knee in the you know on the back of this not hundred pound. Because apparently girl. we got gamma ray serums or some shit, and our, our youth just hope the fuck out. But the the, the thing that, that exists for a lot of population is that they were okay with it. Right. That's what it comes down to. People are okay with the police doing this shit. But there is, this is the, the, the mantra I hear and I've heard all my entire life, 
um, and I hear it in the background of these um, these situations. You hear it in the background a lot. It's stop resisting, right? My mother told me when I was a kid, she was like, you know, if the cops ever, you know, come at you, because I was, you know, like 12, 13 years old, 14 years old, on the streets with my friends, you know, if the cops ever come up, they question you, you cooperate, right? The cops roll up and they, you know, want to pull you guys over, sit you down and ask you some questions, just cooperate, right? My, my mother grew up on the low end. She did not want me becoming a fucking statistic. Right. And we're still talking like late. Before so, you know, I was a teenager in the mid 80s, right? She, she, she didn't want any of that shit, right? She knew the Reagan era was going to be some rough-ass shit. We didn't even have crack yet, right? <laughs> NWA hadn't even dropped their first album yet, and she knew enough to be like, this is how you have to deal with the cops. Just deal with them. Don't be able to do no dumb shit. Never point. Don't point a stick at a police. Right. Because they'll take your ass out. Right. Because right? my, my mother fucking always approached that shit. We always heard about when things happen, it's because someone was resisting arrest. But we know it's not always because someone's resisting arrest. In these videos, you keep you can hear cops constantly you stop resisting in a situation which is clearly someone effectively not fighting for their life from you. Yeah. Right? They aren't resisting you. They just don't know why they're being ragdolled right now because <laughs> you can't tell them because you don't know. You yourself don't know why you're doing this. Yes. Right? You just know. And the thing, and with the cameras on. But you also know that your superiors are going to back you up. Right. But the video Forget says that. that, you know, it's like when dude got, dude got, um, shit, I'm, see this? Chokehold? No, no. Dude got shot and it's like, he tried to take my taser and then the video came out that he ran away and then you shot him and then he put the taser on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. The what? granny video in the park. Yeah, the, yeah, the park. Granny video. park video. Which I also want to say was Ohio, but Legion of Fan, y'all can tell us. I don't remember. I, yeah, yeah. This all runs together. Because that, that actually was the week after Baltimore, I believe. Jeez. That was right after Baltimore. That was before Dive Roll Cop, though. Yeah, that was before Dive Roll Cop. <laughs> that, that was the thing, like, you know, before the video hit, it was dude got shot, he was reaching for the taser. And some news art ran with it. That's what police say. Then the video came out. Where they're talking, dude turns around, starts running, and dude like just straight halos him. Like, right. <laughs> yes. Comes up to him, puts his taser on him. Then the other cop was a black guy, which, oh, but he's a black guy, so he can't be racist. He's a cop. Meh. Comes up and goes, hey, look at that. Hmm. Check that shit out. All right, cool, whatever. And then the video comes out, then you have like, but you just said that he tried to take your taser, but... My lying eyes right. are checking this out, and I don't see that at all. So, for those of you who want us to kind of go through the list a little bit, we <laughs> did our Baltimore piece. The Cleveland piece is Tamir Rice was Cleveland. Tamir Rice, right? right? And and that's fairly cut and dry. Cop just shot a little fucking kid. Um, I mean, Rakia Boyd. Like, it just right. died. The thing that got me was Officer Brillo. Because that was 127 shots into a car where two people were unarmed. Right. Where and he jumped on the hood. Jumped on the hood video game style. Dude. <laughs> video game style. Where? He jumped up on the hood to fire into the windshield. Like John Woo shit. Like yes! Now, this is, again, so I'm going to ask this question. So somebody else can do this research for me. I will also look it up. Do a little, I'm, I'm a fan of doing some ad hoc research and shit. So I will do this for myself. If somebody can get this faster, I'm going to ask a question. Y'all can find out for me. Stakes is high podcast at gmail.com. There you go. You can send the answer there. Once I ask it, I haven't asked it yet. Um, the thing there is the car drives, makes a backfire noise. Somebody says, was that shots? 
right? So the next thing you know, there's shots fired calls when no one saw a gun, right? There, but there's a shot fired call, so now all these cops start swarming on this car driving. I guess my man, he was driving it illegally, had some priors and shit, yeah. so he ran from the cops. So again, the you don't even need to work hard in some cases for this, the, the Fox News. He was no angel, right? <laughs> we don't even need that bullshit, right. right? We know sometimes we're not angels. We know sometimes white folks ain't angels. You name the non-angel of your Unabomber, right? So we know he wasn't an Bomber was in his name. Or the, the Boston Marathon dude. Like, the, right, Boston Marathon. Look how sexy he is. Clearly like, no right? angel, right? We are aware that people under suspicion of something are not necessarily always angels. However, <laughs> you guys got to stop saying shit when you have no evidence of the shit. Because that got 18 fucking cars chasing a car through Cleveland. And when them dudes pulled over... All of you shot into the car, but none of you had any evidence that you'd ever been shot at. And then Brelo thinking, <laughs> I'm a finish this and, and shit. Let me tell you, this is the thing that gets me. You know how that motherfucker should have gone to jail? And this is just sometimes it's just on pure logic. If Brelo thought they were capable of shooting at him, he would have still been shooting at them from cover, but he could only run up to that car when everyone else had stopped shooting. If all your boys have stopped shooting, why are you running up to the car to shoot at it? Except you are so fucking hopped up on a drill bullshit that you got to get in there. Because you want to be the one to say, I took him down when you look in the back and you find it's a Sherman tank in his trunk. I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Who are you taking out exactly? What's that old video from like, uh, it, was, it was in California maybe like 10 years ago. Dudes who robbed the bank in body armor and shit with like armor piercing. Oh yeah, that keeps coming. That keeps they keep showing out like nice night lights on like History Channel and shit. Like yeah, where like they and they were trying to and just yeah, they just fought it out and all come like it was like you're watching Heat. You know, they just went for it. You know what I mean? This if you're not seeing that, why do we need 127 bullets? I'm not sure. Fucking Cleveland. Joe Kim Noah was right. If you never hear anybody go, I'm going on vacation to Cleveland. <laughs> What's the fuck so great about Cleveland? <laughs> I would extend it to Ohio, but that's just me. Um, so yeah, we got Cleveland, we got Baltimore, we got I mean we did, we did dive roll cop Madison and uh, then Milwaukee. And now we got Charleston. Charleston. Yo. Oh god. Charleston right now, they they asked the governor. It says, take down the Confederate flag. The, South Carolina is one of, is actually the only state that flies the Confederate flag officially. Right. Mississippi has the Confederate flag in its flag. Yes. yes. We're going to get to that. Right. And the day after this, this act of terrorism, they kept flying the flag. Right. And it was a big fuck you. But the history of South Carolina, South Carolina was the first to secede. South Carolina, after the civil, when the Civil Rights Act was, was passed, South Carolina went, they didn't have the flag up the entire time. Right. Between the Civil War and the 1960s, nobody flew a flag except South Carolina. Oh, these black people are getting rights now? Fuck y'all. Yeah. And they flew, they start flying the flag again. Right now, the governor, yesterday, the governor of, of, of South Carolina was like, no CEO has ever asked me about the flag. No CEO is ever asked. No CEO, nobody doesn't want to do business in South Carolina because of this flag. Right. Therefore, I don't give a shit. I don't care. 
We can fly the flag, whatever. Now, they, the, the newspapers go into every house, represent every representative and every senator in, in South Carolina. It's like, do you think we should take the flag down? Yeah. Not decided and refuse to answer or leading. Sure. <laughs> that kills me. There you go. Because no one wants to go, yeah, we're, this is a good idea. No one wants to appear to be that like old no one wants to kowtow to, to the Obamas. Yes, right, right. No one wants to appear to be that old that old school race. Not so when Obama's out of office, what's going to happen is someone's going to try to be the great reconstructor, the the, the great like, the great builder of bridges. Builder, burner right, someone's going to try to be that guy. Burner of bridges. Or but before or that happens, before that happens, someone is going to, I predict, someone's going to try to take matters in their own hands. Get that flag down. Thing is, that's illegal too. I know that's illegal. And when that happens, that person's going to be painted as a terrorist. Because this is going to require an attack on the, on the fucking state house. Right. Right? So this is what we're going to require. It's going to require a theft at best. Right? <laughs> and someone's going to get hurt. And the person who does it is going to be painted as a fucking terrorist. You know? Because like they say in sports, it's not always the guy that commits the fouls. The guy who retaliates is the second guy. It's always the second guy. It's always the second guy. Second guy gets caught. Yep. Second guy gets caught every damn time. That's where we're at on this. We're at the point where white people, citizens, are coming and saying, take it down. But this is a... Republicans are saying, take it down. But this is... In, in other in, states. In the U.S. Right. In <laughs> other states. In the U.S. right now, the biggest war that is really difficult to articulate because one side can't amass an army to do anything about it is... The fight between corporate dollar and average citizen. Right? Average citizen fights against corporate dollar as he should because the corporate dollar has not been used to help him. When the average citizen speaks up, the average citizen is painted as someone misguided who is, who is uninformed. Right. You, right? Don't, you don't know the good we're doing for it. I've watched Alan Greenspan from 2003 stand up there and say that it is the wealthy... Should they prosper, who will help us, us, pull us all, us being the middle class and bootstraps, you know, pull us all up, right? Quit leaning on these dudes because these dudes know what's what. It is the rich who have figured this out. They know the way to go. By 2008, he was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> there was a flaw in my formula, which was to say you were full of shit, right? So... Here we have the white people in South Carolina saying, take that flag down. Right. But those white people are going to, they're basically going to be ignored and painted as, okay, look at it. Here comes the housewives. Here come the housewives. Right? Because the only people that would be listened to, according to the governor, would be if the CEOs came and said, you know what? Man, I don't want this on my, my conscience. And the only way to make the CEOs do it is their brothers who spend a lot of fucking money, money start saying, you know what? I'm going to drive across the border to North Carolina. To, to shop in a place. Or Georgia, yeah. Or Georgia, right? I'm going to do, I'm going to go local. I'm going to go small shop. I'm going to go black owned, right? I'm going to drive to one of them little islands that we forget are even out there where the yeah. culture is entirely different. With the Geechee, with the Geechee people. Right, right. I'm going to go over there and eat a whole lot of fucking salt crap, right? Like, I'm going to do that. But I'm not spending a damn thing, right, with a corporation that you, that you believe is going to support this fucking thing. Yeah. Not even a goddamn symbol of the South. Fucking flag is from Virginia. And, you Idiots. Know, 
The only was it the only flag that you, the only Confederate flag y'all should fly is the last one they flew, which, sure. was, which was a white flag. Right, fly that one because you surrendered. You did. You gave up. You surrendered because you were getting fucked up. You you gave up. And if the U.S. Army went in there right now to take it down and arrested whoever put it up there, because I believe flying is an act of treason. Flying is an act of treason. It's always been like it's always been. Is that where we gotta go? Because I mean, you you want to tell me that your second your Second Amendment rights are the reasons why everybody's got to have a gun and we got to have a gun because here comes the black president. Black president's gonna take all the fucking guns and then black people are gonna get all up in your white daughter's asses, right? Like if that's what you keep telling me the case is, then when it comes down when it comes down to an act of treason, and which apparently you not liking Obama was enough to consider impeaching him, right? What are you going to say? Uh, this is what we were talking about. Yes, we've been treasonous, but he should ask nicely. You know? We're, this is some bullshit. This is South bullshit. Carolina happened not because we can't figure out what Dylan Stormroof's issue was. Because we, we know, know what his issue was. was. We know his issues. His issue was fucking plain to see, right? My issue with South Carolina is I'm stunned it didn't happen sooner. My issue with South Carolina is how many times did a white dude shoot up more than one black person in the last 50 fucking years in South Carolina and nobody said anything? How, how, how are those not national news? Now, I know people in South Carolina know. You know? I had a dude who I'm not going to mention his name say to me or say to his Facebook friends the other day that he thinks it's bullshit and that the, the church has fucked up black people to the point where it has us all so docile that when a white kid comes and shooting up the fucking church, we're begging for our lives instead of whooping his ass. Right? My opinion is, I believe the black church has fucked up a whole lot of people. Yeah. For a whole lot of reasons, a whole, whole lot reason. of ways. That right? ain't one. This ain't one of them. That ain't one. This ain't one. Right? Because the truth of South Carolina is, that crazy, dead-eyed, having-ass white kid came in and sat in that fucking church in a Bible study for an hour. For an hour. With no one fucking turning them away. Nobody he was welcome in the house of the Lord. <laughs> or at least near the collection plate of the... <laughs> they don't take collection plate. They don't take collection plate at Bible study. <laughs> That's a good point. There's no plate being passed around. Anyway, and and if you had Bible study on that particular night, you was tithing anyway. Right. So you were, <laughs> plate not you were a member of the church anyway. <laughs> you was in. You're a lifer. So that's fine. That dude was there for an hour and sat there and looked at these people's faces and said, you are raping our women. You got to go. But the people he killed were like 50, 60, 70, 80 year old people. Right. The pastor was 40 something. Right. Was one of the youngest. And there was a young man who who graduated from college and everything. He's like in his 20s. He was the youngest person. You are raping our women. You got the church. You got the church mother here. Yeah. She ain't raping nobody. Yeah. She ain't raping nobody. It's chances are somebody's so, fucked with her. Here's here's the thing that amazes me also about this particular situation. So apparently Dylan Stormer would want to start a race war. Right? If I were the kind of person who wanted to start a race war, I'd at least want to start it over some shit that was like respectable and honorable, quote unquote. I can't respect a kid who's walking who, who tells his friends he's gonna go shoot up to college of Charleston. He's going to the university, shoot up a bunch of students. He tells his friends he's gonna do that. But instead, like, yeah, whatever. he walked into a church which is the greatest possibility of pacifists. Right. Right? The greatest possibility no one's going to shoot back at you or fight you off. Right? Yo, coward bitch ass went in there where, you, where old people were sitting around and you shot them. They shot the men first. Fine. Right? 
But it ain't the church's fault any of them people got shot, right? I ain't a church going man, but I know damn well they were in there doing no harm to nobody at that nobody. moment. No, right? Not at all. But then, so if you wanted to kill black people, you ain't go to the hood though. I see you didn't go. Right, to, you didn't go to the hood. There you go. So for, for not that we got too many Dylan Stormroof type motherfuckers listening to our podcast. No, hopefully not. This, this is Chicago again. This is a city where this kind of thing. A lot of people talk a good game in the average bar in this town, but they don't talk that good game on the west side. <laughs> I've had some dumbass conversations with some people where I've said, "Homie, have yourself another beer." <laughs> you know. Six wasn't enough. Get yourself a seven, brother. Because really, it ain't happening. You really got nothing coming. You know what I mean? See, like that—that that is a thing. You—you—you you, you went to a place where where your possibility of success for your cowardly ass act was high. You didn't go to a place where. Had he gone to the university, someone there might have actually been armed. Right, you met a security guard, an armed security guard. Young white people. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is still South Carolina. It's still the South. Someone there might have just liked shooting possums. I hear they eat those. Oh, God. You know? There's a chance someone shoots back at him. That's a chance, yes. But not in church. But his thing was the race war. The thing is, I think all these people who want race wars, they want a video game. Yes. They want like a Call of Duty type yes. shit. They don't no. realize that this shit, this race war shit's been happening. In fact, right, it's it's yeah. It's been happening and we've been losing. There are there are in fact places on in this in the world where house to house fighting has been happening, not based on race but on religion or whatever the fuck. Right. For so long. And if you drop one of these motherfuckers in one of those areas for ten minutes, they piss the damn pants. Right. Right? These people couldn't have done Sarajevo. Right? They couldn't have done Northern Ireland. They couldn't have done any of that. Right. right? That's the kind of shit they want. Right. The thing is, a 21-year-old has that much hate. He was taught by, they've traced all the people he's mentioned in his manifesto and everything, the white supremacists who vote Republican. Huh. Imagine that. How's that? The fact that you can't fly the Nazi flag in Europe. Right. I found this out. You can, they say, what's the nearest thing to a Nazi flag? The Confederate flag. Yes. They sell Confederate flags in Europe, and they're popular. If your symbol like a resounds with bad with people that maybe we can all agree are shitty people, yeah, maybe sure. you should stop doing. Stop doing. Except that you have nothing else to do. A large chunk of people who believe dumb shit about black people or Hispanics or whatever the people, the kind of people who Donald Trump wants to convince that we should build a wall around Mexico and get the Mexicans to pay for it, like. The kind of people who cheer him are generally stupid people. The only people who aren't stupid people are the kind of people who own businesses that should such a plan go into effect would make money because of it, right? <laughs> if I'm a wall builder, right? Oh, this is right? going to be great. It's on. <laughs> oh, look at my low rates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Two centimeters. I'm an eagle man the shit out of that. If I'm a major wall builder in America, if that dumbass motherfucker gets elected, but like he's unelectable as shit, yeah. right? There's a whole slew of unelectable motherfuckers with bad ideas, right? There's a whole slew of them. But like the people who think these kind of things, right? Who who the words of Fox News and, and the words of various hate groups, the words of ninety percent of what ends up on the Southern Poverty Law Center's website, like. They're not talking to smart folks. 
The smart folks are going to profit from it. They're talking to dumb, scared folks, right? Who've seen not, they've seen no evidence of it, but someone they trust is saying it. And the only reason that they trust them is because, well, they didn't say not that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, a lot of people can become racist yeah. when they're not doing so well, and you say, well, I, I think I know the reason why. Those people, the Klan's membership grew based on uneducated poor people, poor people right. being told, man, when them blacks come this way, <laughs> you're out of a job. It's going to go down. You know? And they're going to take you women. Right. Well, shit, man. Blacks was coming up to do some farming. They were just going to sell some vegetables. You know what I mean? Right? You need vegetables. I need vegetables. You need seed. I need seed. Right. I got fertilizer. You need seed. What? I, I need a mule. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what that was back in the day. But no, no, no. We got swelling ranks. You know, that's some weird ass shit right there. Yeah. You know, but that's how that works. Uh, I'm, de- I'm I'm annoyed. Um, the fact Scott Walker, who's the enemy of this enemy of this show. Enemy of the people. Enemy of the people. Enemy of the- you live in the state of Wisconsin, Scott Walker's not your boy. <laughs> he doesn't care about you at all. Um... They've, they're, now they're coming out the woodwork and saying and supporting Governor Haley and saying, yeah, maybe we should take the Confederate flag down. And people going, you should take the flag down before we bury this congressman. How about that? Take it down, leave it. Never raise that shit up again. I get it. I'm fine with it. People are like, hey, you know what? Maybe you burn the flag. Maybe you do whatever. I get it. Flags and symbols, all that good stuff like that. I um what's gonna happen as soon because I'm not gonna say the South because I got people there and all that good stuff. People in general hate it when you tell them not to do things. Right. Hate it. It's yeah. like they're like kids. Even in the north. They're like kids. Even in the north. Now, this is totally not a, just a southern thing. Hey, you guys shouldn't do this thing. Well, watch me do it. That's how this works. So if they say, if when it gets around in Georgia and Florida and Bama and Sippy, in Arkansas and Tennessee, in Virginia, in Maryland, like they're going to make South Carolina take the Confederate flag down. If I'm a flag maker, I am printing these shits 24 hours a goddamn day. <laughs> I know these good old boys are going to come out like, I want a flag in every side. I want a flag on the truck. I want a flag on the flagpole. I want a flag on the... I want a flag I don't think everywhere. That, so so while we talk about the flag, that flag being a symbol of hate, that's a given, given. right? It's, it's given. given to some people. But, no, 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 no. But I mean, no. But like even... Heritage. Even the, the people, even the people who allegedly say it's a part of their Southern heritage who are wrong. <laughs> but even those people, right? They, they know the way the flag's been used, Right? But there is kind of something exciting about adopting an asshole stance that intimidates people. This is Chicago. I'm looking at you, Sox fans. Right? It's a, the real talk. Like, there's a, there's a thing about, like, people who decide that they're not trying to do actual harm, but they're okay being assholes. Right? What do Sox fans do with this? 
Sox fans have everything to fucking do with it. Sox fans are the the embattled underdog of fandom in this entire damn city. Yeah. Right? When didn't I tell you about when the Sox won in 2005 when they when the news crew went to the fucking donut shop on 35th or Archer or something like that and was interviewing somebody and was like, what is this, what does this championship mean to you, average White Sox fan? And the dude said, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, Paulie, Paulie and Paulie. Joey, right. Paulie and Joey. And 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 these guys, Pasednik, Scott, Scotty, Podsy, Scotty Pods, Pods, yeah, they won this for us. They won it for the South Side. So you North Siders, go back to your North Side, which is sushi and your Merlot. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> the asshole stance is out there. I get it, right? I it get is it. There, and I don't think that like there's a whole lot of good old boys who want to fly out on their fucking truck who aren't hanging black people. They just want to shoot some raccoons, right? They just want to shoot some raccoons. And man, let me tell you, they live right next door to black people and they want to party with them. And they will. And the black people will tell you that down there too. Yeah. That's true. Dumbass good old boys are partying with black folks every damn day. Shout out to Bubba Sparks. Right? Every damn day. Arkansas, full of brothers and white folks partying together because they're all dirt fucking poor. And it unites them. Right? Your That's flag true. is stupid as shit, though. Right. Race war ain't about to happen. <laughs> they're the ones, yes, they're going to buy those stupid-ass fucking flags. In mass. In mass, right? So what you need, you need a thing that happens where those folks realize they've been pimped. When does that happen when you're looking at Fox News? I'm not actually sure that so many of those cats, and there's a the thing about Fox News. Fox News requires two things. Right? It requires you to be sitting in front of your damn cable network for a lot of fucking hours. Yeah. Right? It requires that. But I mean, if, if you're poor and you get in the satellite, if you're, you're, you're poor with a satellite. If you're poor with a satellite. That happens. And it does happen, but I'm really curious. Second thing that you guys out there in, in, in our Legion of Fan that you can actually look up for us is what is the median household income of a Fox News viewer in the South? Very low. Right. I can almost answer that. I, well, I know it's low, but I want to know how many of those poor-ass motherfuckers have cable. It's, no, you get satellite. You don't get cable. People in the city don't get cable. What, is satellite cheaper? Yeah. Really? Oh. I'm going to research this shit my damn self. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my 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 premise sort of was we attribute Fox News's reach to reaching a lot of dumb people. But excuse me, but like I, I was wondering if like being poor and, and, and like kind of rural and shit meant that your just subsistence required you to not be sitting in front of Fox News all fucking day. No, I mean, but so you, you get your information the same way a lot of poor blacks get their information from the church, from that dude down the block, from the grapevine. I heard people from Michigan with that do you hear about Obama thing, yeah, who were not themselves watching a thing Obama said. Right, that was it. Was still word of mouth. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. I mean, you're, you're still getting. I mean, you still, you got old people. Yeah, because old evil that never dies. Sure, old evil never dies. You get old people who are watching the news all day. You know, who are watching. They got their stories. They got the Family Feud, and they got all the stuff. And they're watching Fox News and everything. And they'll go to church. And they'll go to the the place. They'll go to Walmart and hang out. And they'll. Teach forth, like, because I know Limbaugh. Limbaugh's been on the radio talking mad shit for a long ass time. Yes, 
You know, I know Imus has been talking shit for a bit. Imus is more north. But I'm saying, like, but but radio is shit cheaper. Radio is still cheaper. It's cheaper and big. It's big still. It's, it's still huge. You know? I mean, if you're on a work site, yeah. like, so like my uncles do, Mason, you're on a work site, you got the radio on. Right. You know, nobody's watching TV, obviously. Right. You got the radio on to some station, and you have a fight over who gets to control sure. the stuff, and usually the foreman, you know, he'll put on. I know, like, my uncle puts on, like, the oldie station. Um, you go to a work, you know, a work site, you may have the Rush Limbaugh joint. Yeah. You may have, I say, I've never heard I am a South of, Mayf- South of Memphis. I've yeah. never heard of it. Okay. Um, so that was they dude, got their own That was the dude who, who slipped up with the nappy head hose thing. <laughs> yeah. Got fired and got himself another job. Yeah, got another job. You know. Land on his feet. So, I get it. So, yeah, there's a definite thing about that, but you're getting your news from your people. Yeah. Who do you trust? Right. You know, you know, Big Mama is going to, you know, she go, she's watching the story, but sure. she always, you know, she's going to tell you, yeah, Obama. And she's going to tell you about it. You're like, oh, right. okay. Because you may, you say you may be on the work side all day. Right. You sweaty as shit. You want a beer. You want some food. And which you, may or may not be chicken wings, <laughs> which are delicious. Have all, nothing to do with racism. All chicken, what, what, what did you say? All chicken is ever done. <laughs> to anybody. It's be delicious. It's be delicious. <laughs> well, take it's all it's ever done. That's, that may be a t-shirt. I may have to do that. <laughs> That's all it's ever done. All fried chicken's That's ever done. That's all ever done. Be delicious. So we figure that the next step, hopefully, hopefully South Carolina takes this shit down. That's what I'm hoping. Um, with the minimum, it's going to be, everybody's playing it for political gain. Like, yeah, we told those people, like, we, want, we told those I'm going to tell you right now. So, so I, I don't, I don't think they'll do it just because something else, we've been talking about this, something else is going to push South Carolina off the fucking news, right? Like, when those when those funerals all happen, right? Like, this morning on the news, the, the, the church opened up again, right? Yeah. This is the first time the church had opened. Yeah. But the funerals are on Friday. By next Sunday, something in this country will have happened, right. which I hate to say, which will push South Carolina right off the map. And if that happens, ain't nobody taking shit down. But what I want... Okay. I want us to go back. Remember, I'm an '80s kid. I want some live age Sun City shit. I want, I want a fucking straight up sixty fucking pop star, billion dollar internet fucking campaign of dope music about motherfuckers saying fuck South Carolina, and I want country dudes in it. How, shout out Darius Rucker. No. I don't want Darius Rucker in it. But that's a South Carolinian right there, though. No. He's still Darius Rucker. I'm not over it. Why you hating, B? No. Uh Uh-uh. I did find out, however, that there's a Darius Rucker song that at guitar meetup, at my guitar meetup, I've sung, but I didn't know he 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 was the dude that did the joint. But I also had never heard the song, so I didn't... I knew it was a hippie-ass, like, you know, GC and D chord having... Like folk song and shit, right? Okay. I knew that because of the person who was gonna play the song. Okay. They asked me to sing the song, having never heard the song. But I just looked at the, I looked at the lyrics and was like, "Seems like a rock song." So I sang that shit like James Hetfield from Metallica, and I thought it was great. Then I found out months later, I think it's a Darius Rucker song, "Wagon Wheel," and I, I still, I can't hear it the Darius Rucker way. I can only hear it like James Hetfield. Like I fucking like spread my legs and like kind of get into a crouch and shit like a goblin. I sing the fuck out of that song, like, but all metal like because it just seems like it ought to be that. Oh, okay. Darius Rucker has no fucking balls. If he had balls, he'd have done it that way to begin with. Oh. 
I think you hate Darius Rucker. Yes. Okay. As long as you know. <laughs> Have you known me to oh, not recognize I'm just saying, let's hate? put it out there. I think the only person who does, who does not understand the depths of my hate and, and the actual thought pres- process behind them Here's is the Aaron. Process. There always is. And I think Aaron's the only one <laughs> that my thought process gets lost with Aaron. I think he thinks. But, like, yeah. I'm always well thought out, bro. Okay. okay. Fuck LeBron. Okay. And not because of how much money he makes. Alright. Because flopping ass biatch. Alright. Okay. Um yeah. This has been Let, let's wrap this up, B. Yeah, let's wrap it up. And then I'm gonna ask my question. My research project to the peoples. Which because we have the internet it'll be solved like ten minutes after. It will entirely. Like, give me give me an email address after I give them the okay. question. Okay. <laughs> I'm wondering. How many of the cops, uh, and by you know the news stories are out there. All, all the news stories tell you how long Cop X has been on the force. When he beats a black dude, shoots a black kid, runs over some black families, drives his police cruiser through a black house. When they land a helicopter in a swimming pool full of black kids, whatever. When they do these things, they tell you how long these guys have been on the force. How many of these cops joined the police force after 2006? That's what I want. What so, percentage so in Obama, of cops in trouble? In Obama time. In Obama, in Obama time. time. From the moment which Obama could have announced he was running through his campaign to the time in which he's been a president, uh, he's, been, he's been president, he's been elected. How many of, which of these cops, what percentage of these cops in trouble doing these, this bullshit? Or, you know what I mean? Because I can't say all the racist incidents. No, right? Yeah. They're really not, right? Like, yeah, Dylan right. Stormroof is not a cop. Right? No. But he's definitely a millennial. You know what I'm saying? Very true. Like, so I want to know, I have a theory in my head, that a significant degree of the rate at which we see this is a response to, to, yeah. to perceive threats. To perceive threats. By brown people, you know, in the last 10 years. I agree. I agree. I think there's a ton of... I'm not hearing too much about dudes on the force for 30 fucking years who shoots small black kids at playgrounds. You know, if you just there's notice. Been, there's been a few where they found that 20 years ago, somebody, he did something. Sure, he did a thing. He did a thing or he shot somebody or whatever. Man, I, whatever. Look at, I hate to even say, I know some motherfucker somewhere out there went straight up Chuck Norris and Braddock 9 and put some battery like fucking leads onto some dude to get an answer about a jewel heist. I bet that's happened. Probably happened in my own neighborhood. You know, I, that is not even what I'm talking about here. Because a lot of times that shit happened, black dudes did that shit to other black people too. Like, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you got to get out of the car and unload, yet you got to let that other cat walk around with his AR-15. I want to know that guy too. How long was the white dude involved in the incident? But news stories tend to not mention when no one was killed, how long was somebody was on the force. You notice that? I think there's going to be, I think there's a, there's a correlation, but then again, that's one of the things like Larry Wilmore has talked about, like the weaponization, this, this is why Fox News keeps coming up. Fox News has been pushing this thing because Fox News has always been this neoconservative kind of thing. They are taking your stuff. Yes. If they, they haven't taken it, they're preparing to. They're going to. Yeah. Have you noticed? Fox News is the, the television arm of the militarization of the poor white male. Or the white dude who thinks that other people have taken their jars, sure. taken their women, yeah. and oh look at the gays are coming, and look at all these other things. 
Fox has been amping that and telling people they're taking your stuff. Black people, let me say this other thing too. Now, I realize that we ain't got the circulation of a podcast with millions and millions of listeners. Not yet. We will soon. Because if there's one thing that like, you know, if there's you one thing. You appreciate quality. Okay. <laughs> they appreciate quality. If there's one thing Dread October has ever told you, it is this. When it comes time for solidarity to make your economic stand, black people, do not look your gay brothers in the mouth and be like, nah, you wrong, you gay. You can't help us. Do not look your sisters out there, whatever the color of their skin, and say, nah, I don't need your help, you're a woman. If you're gonna make an economic impact on the situation you are so unhappy about, you need to look across the street, across the aisle, across that train car, at whoever's willing to join hands with you and be like, let's not spend our money there together. How's that shit? That's cool. Because gay folks spend a lot of fucking money on things. Women spend a lot of money on things. Brothers spend a lot of money on things. I'm not going to tell you where not to spend your money. But if you gay black folks out there with your women friends want to buy some comic books, you just come to Third Coast Comics at 6334 North Broadway, Chicago, Illinois, 60660. Bringing it back home, baby. That's all I'm doing. That's all, That's all I'm doing. I talk a lot of shit, but I do sell graphic novels and comic books for a living. And I said for a living. Got to make one, brother. Got to make one. Each one, teach one. <laughs> this has been the... Stakes is high. The Black Nerd Podcast. I remain Troy Hunter at Tall Black Guy on everything. I am at Doc Midnight, a.k.a. Dread October, a.k.a. Thelonious Rasputin. This man trying to hate on me right now. <laughs> this cat had his alter ego written down. Cheating. He was straight cheating, people. This has been the show. We appreciate y'all. Stakes is high podcast. Stakes is high podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stakes is high podcast at gmail.com. Holla at us. Uh, get us with the research question, with the answer and everything. Dialogue with us on the internets. Um, I am at Tall Black Guy. He is at Dog Midnight. Word. On the Twitters. Um, shout out to everybody we mentioned. Shout out to our people. Uh, shout out to the people listening to this worldwide and everything. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all. And we will check y'all later on. Peace.